Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Okay, welcome back to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. You've heard the accent and now you know it's a prayer podcast. Yep, this is Ruth Willett, the prayer coordinator of the Freedom Challenge and today I will be your host. If you're a new listener and are wondering what we're about here at the Freedom Challenge, we are a movement of passionate women who participate in physical challenges that test limits while raising funds and awareness to set women and children around the world on a pathway to freedom. And we aim to do good, to do more, and to do it together in our fight for freedom. And today I'm joined by Patsy Lang. I'm excited to introduce you to Patsy. She is a woman wholeheartedly devoted to God, an almost Colorado native, a seasoned hiker, a detailed worker, a determined warrior, and she's a friend. Welcome, Patsy. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the Freedom Challenge? Thank you, Ruth. It really is a privilege to be with you today. Um, As the Freedom Challenge Prayer Coordinator, you've had a powerful impact on my journey, and I'm pleased to call you a friend also. I love Colorado and all it offers. Native Coloradoans are very proud to be called natives. My family moved from Maine, where I was born, to Colorado when I was two years old, so I'm almost a native. I grew up in the mountains, hiking and backpacking, camping, fishing, and even accompanying my dad on hunting trips. I've been married to Doug for almost 35 years, coming up in November, and he's kind and generous, my training and hiking partner, and really my biggest fan, so I'm very blessed. We have two adult kids, Angela and Matthew, who are both married, and we love their spouses, Brett and Molly. Our kids both attended college out of state, so we were thrilled when they came back to Colorado, where we can continue to enjoy the mountains together. Denver has tons of amazing restaurants, so we enjoy dining out together too. And I've traveled to 30 countries, starting with a trip to Europe in 1986 with my grandmother, and I've led or participated in 13 short-term mission trips. Two of those were to Freedom Challenge projects. So you asked how I got involved with the Freedom Challenge. Well, in 2012, my missions pastor asked me to put together an informational discussion panel for our church on human trafficking. I was aware of human trafficking because of my involvement in short-term mission trips, particularly in Asia, because that's where I saw prostitutes on the street corners and learned about parents being coerced into selling their children to provide for their families. And that's where I learned about women and children being stolen from their families and trafficked. But listening to the panelists that evening, it was still an eye-opener for me. And I learned how rampant human trafficking was even here in Colorado, particularly up and down the I-25 corridor where truckers transport women and children. 
So the next year in 2013, the same pastor who had been a missionary with OM introduced me to Tina Yeager Rains. She invited me to go to Nepal that year with the Freedom Challenge, and I was very tempted since I had been there a couple times before when I visited my sister who was a missionary there, and we had even hiked together in the Himalayans. But I actually got involved the following year in 2014, and I hiked seven summits right here in Colorado. It was an amazing experience in every way, and I've been involved ever since then. Well, Patsy, you have started us off with a bang. Um, I'm actually going to start us off immediately by saying, can we pause the podcast now and pray for Colorado? Like Patsy just said, it's rampant even there where women and children are being transported up and down the I-25 corridor and there are other ways too. So wherever you are, um, pray for Colorado and then pray for where you are. Because like you've heard me say before, the one, one of the things about human trafficking is there's nowhere untouched by this. So let's just pause the podcast and just lift this up right now. All right, welcome back. And Patsy, thank you for that intro. Um, I know I can think of my mum being as delighted as you if all the kids had come back. Um, unfortunately, I haven't lived at home for 21 years, so I know what a amazing thing it is for my mum when all the children are home. Um, so that's amazing that your kids moved back. Um, the Seven Summits, you ended with saying that was your first Freedom Challenge. I have heard people say that that was quite a challenge. Is there one thing about that hike that sticks out in your mind even now? Certainly. Um, well, during seven summits, we hiked seven 14ers in four days. So for those of you that may not know, 14ers are mountains over 14,000 feet. So when a 14er is connected to another 14er by a ridge, you can actually hike two 14ers in a day. So that's how we were able to hike seven in four days. So I was the only Coloradoan wow. on a team of all Canadians. The first day of hiking, my team leader asked me to take the lead for our team. But then the next day, she asked me to take up the rear. And I willingly did it, but I was pretty bummed because in my mind, that meant that I, hadn't, that I had hiked too fast the previous day and not led well. But not far into the hike that day up Mount Elbert, which is the highest 14er in Colorado, I realized that the three team members I was hiking with were struggling with the high altitude. And they had told me how well they had trained. So I was a little bit surprised. But I began to tell them about my short-term mission trips and my travels. And we all realized that it kept them distracted from the difficulty of the hike. So they asked me to continue. But at one point when we had stopped to rest, one of the three women admitted that she was ready to quit. We encouraged her and prayed for her. And one of her other Canadian teammates actually came back to where we were and offered to carry her friend's day pack on her front while carrying her own day pack on her back. So it was really a team effort to make it to the top where we all celebrated. And for the next two days, I willingly hiked at the rear just so I could be with my newfound friends. And I got to encourage them even more 
hear their stories since I'd run out of my own stories by then. Thank you. I actually love that. Um, we were talking about this before we came on to record and this story was more of a throwaway than an intended one. But as soon as I heard it and and even you, as soon as you kind of went back to it, we were both excited about it. And I think what excites me almost the most is just how intentional how it is such a good example of how intentional God is about the small details that that you know bring us freedom or bring us hope or bring us community. Um like we can't do these things on our own and and God knew you needed to be at the back and he knew these women needed your stories and this friend who came to take the day pack it's just it's what freedom challenges and it's it's who our God is. So so I'm just excited by that story. And as we've heard Patsy talk, you've heard a little about the amazing ways that taking on a freedom challenge grows, stretches and enriches your life. So this makes it even more exciting that we're celebrating the 10 year anniversary of the freedom challenge, a year not only full of testimonies, but challenges, five regional to international. And this podcast is in honour of the Colorado Regional Challenge happening in July. And we're here today to chat and guide you through some prayer as we lift up the need for freedom, glancing on the issue of human trafficking and modern day slavery, but gazing on our God whose very life is freedom. And for me, the Freedom Challenge has always primarily represented two things. It's a cry for freedom to reign in the arena of human trafficking and modern day slavery, but it equally represents personal freedom. It blows me away every time I see how intentional God is at pursuing the wholeness and freedom of his kids, making sure that they get to live the lives of beauty that he always intended. And like I said, Patsy's testimony of the Seven Summits shows this to be true, the way God's in the details cheering us on to our finish line. Patsy, can you speak into this? Because I know that you have a personal testimony of God doing this for you. Sure. Um, I got married the first time when I was 18 years old. And looking back, I realized how manipulative and controlling he was when we were dating, and even more so once we got married. And within six months of getting married, he became abusive. And by that time, we had moved all the way across the country so he could attend a graduate school. So we were 2,000 miles away from any family and friends, and I really felt hopeless and trapped. And I was afraid to tell anyone. Back then, in the late 70s, there wasn't conversation about women being abused, and there were certainly no shelters that I was aware of. And I remember one day sitting under a tree in a park all by myself, just crying out to God for help and not knowing what to do or how to escape. But I know I wondered if God really even heard me or saw me. So fast forward, I was able to safely leave my abusive and controlling husband after almost four years of marriage. And I wondered how I could have gotten myself into such a difficult situation. And I blame myself. But God brought healing into my heart and mind, and a lot of it took place when I went back to college, and I realized that I did actually have a brain and that I was intelligent enough to graduate from college with honors and even pass the CPA exam. 
But it was later that I learned that my insecurities and self-doubt stem from the manipulation and abuse. And I eventually learned to quit blaming myself. But I often wondered why I had to go through an abusive marriage, and I wasn't sure I'd ever want to get married again. Since then, I've learned that God uses the hurts in our lives, our stories, as a platform for ministry and to love, understand, and help others. And that's what I saw happen in my life. It's one of those look what the Lord has done stories. So fast forward again. As I learned about human trafficking, my thoughts went back to my 19-year-old self sitting under that tree and crying out to God, feeling trapped and hopeless. And I equated it to a degree to those girls and women who had been trafficked some of them forced into slave labor, others forced into prostitution, and I knew I wanted to make a difference in their lives, and I wanted them to know that God sees them the way that he saw me, even when I doubted that when I was 19 years old. Patsy, thank you. Thank you for sharing some of your journey, very vulnerably and transparently, may I add, and I know that God will use this. I just want to invite us now to to pause the podcast, to not rush past the testimony, and to bring our open hands and hearts to God. How has God been working for your wholeness? What do you still need or want him to do? Because this God invites us to come to him with everything. So let's do that now. Thank you. I My story is not your story, Patsy, and, and the only the way I can relate to that is there's definitely been dark spaces and places and there have been times when I have not trusted or um, known where God was. And I remember one time, probably in the midst of one of my darkest seasons, somebody came up to me and they said, they didn't know me. Um, They just walked past me in this church meeting and they said, if all you can do is say the name Jesus, it's enough. And I just want to throw that out there today because I don't know where you are in your story as you listen to this. Um, And I just want to throw out there, if all you can do at this moment is say the name Jesus, it's enough. We're on here because a group of women are gathering in Colorado, believing that their steps matter, their prayers carry weight, and their God is fighting. We're also here to celebrate the ways God fights for us. And it's my honour and joy to invite us into this truth and quite honestly this tension because it's a both and it's for others and it's for us. And sometimes we have to believe it's for us when we don't see it yet. So thank you so much for saying yes to this. Thank you for hiking and thank you for praying. You know the stats, you've heard me say them. It's a $150 billion a year industry. And there's not one place in the world that's not impacted by this. There are 40 million enslaved in the world right now. 12 million of those are minors. We're on here to cry out, it's enough. This number is staggering and it's not okay. Humour me a minute as I try to bring some scope to these statistics. The mountain you're hiking today is 12,000 feet. I'm assuming pretty high, you're not going to be able to see the top close up, only at a distance. 
Did you know that in Colorado, Patsy, you could probably say this better than me, but in Colorado, there are approximately 3,000 mountains that are over 10,000 feet. If you were to count people standing side by side, say as one foot per person, then it would take 12,000 people to cover the side of the mountain from bottom to top. If we round down to mountains over 10,000 feet, and times it by the 3,000, because there's over 3,000 mountains, that's 30 million. But as many of them are 12, 13, even 14ers, it's more reasonably upwards of 40 million. So this wondrous mountainous state that you live in, where you can look and see beauty and magnificence all around, imagine these mountains lined with people from top to bottom, as far as the eye can see. And you'll begin to get just the smallest idea of the magnitude of people whose freedoms have been taken. People who have no say over their body. And for you ladies hiking today, let's say one step is one foot. You're going to take about 12,000 steps just to get get to the top of this mountain. Do this a thousand times over. One thousand. And it's only then that you'll begin to get an idea of the number of minors, children without freedom, some with no say over their own body. So when you want to stop, thank you that you came. When you feel the pain, thank you that you were willing to not run away from the ugliness of this. And when you see the beauty, thank you for believing that we are coming to a God who knows how to bring beauty from ashes, even the ashes of human trafficking and modern-day slavery. So pause the podcast. Don't run away from this thought. Think on it. Wrestle with it. Intercede. Cry. Shout. Groan. Be silent. Worship. Hi everyone, I'm Chris Williams, the program manager for the Freedom Challenge. I want to share the significance of the day that the Colorado Regional Challenge will take place. July 30th is World Day Against Human Trafficking in Persons, as declared by the United Nations. This day is used to highlight various human trafficking issues, and this year focuses on the use of technology. Technology allows these criminals to operate internationally across jurisdictions and evade detection with greater ease. Traffickers use social media to identify, groom, and recruit victims, including children. Emails and messaging services are used for the moral coercion of the victims, and online platforms allow traffickers to advertise services provided by victims. However, the use of technology also lies great opportunity. Prevention and awareness raising activities on the safe use of the internet and social media could help mitigate the risk of people falling victim of trafficking online. We hope that the Freedom Challenge podcast can be a useful resource to you in sharing with your friends and family and increasing their awareness. Additionally, we ask that as you continue praying about human trafficking, that you lift up in prayer what you have learned about the use of technology. Thank you for coming back. Pause again, because I really want you to focus on the beauty around you. Breathe deep. Beauty, freedom, choice, 
it matters to God and he is working. Take a moment to help your heart believe it. Take a moment to say thank you. All right, welcome back. You know, there's a verse, I think it's in um, Corinthians somewhere that says, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. And the Greek of the word freedom actually means choice. It was for choice that Christ has set us free. We all have a choice here. And I just feel that's really important. Some people maybe have had their choice taken away so much. And our God, he doesn't want robots. He's given you a choice. He loves you that much. Patsy, I'd like to invite you to come in now and tell us a little bit about how the Freedom Challenge has brought together your love for hiking with making a difference in the lives of women. Well, I mentioned my love for Colorado. I've spent my life being active, walking and running and hiking and skiing and snowshoeing. So I don't sit still for very long. And if the sun is shining, which it does a lot in Colorado, I want to be outside soaking it up and either walking or hiking. And outside is where I connect even more with God. He is our creator, and I constantly praise him for the beauty he has created for us to enjoy and experience. So when Tina told me about the Freedom Challenge in 2013, after I had learned more about human trafficking, I knew without a doubt that it was a perfect fit for me. If I could hike and raise funds and awareness for human trafficking, I was all in. I wanted those hopeless and trapped women and children to have hope, to be rescued, to find freedom like I had. Yes and amen. Let's pause the podcast and give thanks for what we've heard. And also to cry out for those who have not yet experienced this freedom. All right, welcome back. I keep saying it and I'm going to say it again. I just love how invested God is in our lives and our freedom. And he's so big that it doesn't in any way stop him from freeing those in urgent need of his help. Patsy, why do you think God's so invested in our freedom and wholehearted living? Well, Ruth, throughout the Bible, really from Genesis to Revelation, God shares his story of freedom and restoration. Freedom from our sin and freedom from our circumstances. He restores our fallen relationship with God and restores our hearts, our bodies, and our minds to wholeness. But I think there's times we don't recognize or remember that he's invested in our freedom or that he even cares about our circumstances. In one of the Freedom Challenge podcasts last year, our director, Tracy Doherty, brought to light that the first victim of human trafficking is mentioned in Genesis. Hagar was a slave brought from Egypt, and she was exploited for work and for her body by Abraham and his wife, Sarah. Being mistreated and finding herself pregnant, Hagar escaped to the desert where an angel of the Lord met her. 
Realizing that God saw her in the midst of her dire circumstances, Hagar gave God the name El Roy, or the God who sees. That is so significant, Ruth, because as I mentioned, how often do we wonder if God cares, if he knows us, if he sees us? But he does. He saw me under that tree when I was trapped in an abusive marriage, and he sees each woman and child that is trapped through the evils of human trafficking prostitution, and slave labor. And God sees each one of us that are hiking for the freedom challenge. And as we're hiking to bring freedom and wholeness to the women and children in the freedom challenge projects, he's using the challenges we're facing through training and hiking and fundraising to bring healing and wholeness to us as well. And through that, we find that he is faithful. He meets us where we are, first time or seasoned hikers, young or old, and he provides everything we need, whether it's physical, emotional, financial, or spiritual. He is El Roy, the God who sees, and he's also Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And when we've experienced God's love and freedom and restoration, we can testify to that and encourage and help others. To me, that's wholehearted living. Mm, That is Good, so good, wholehearted living. Yeah. You know, you mentioned from Genesis to to Revelation. It got me thinking of peace and its connection to wholeness. If you listened to the Peace podcast, which we'll add to the show notes along with Tracy's podcast that Patsy mentioned, you will have heard me say that shalom actually means to destroy the authority that establishes chaos and that God's peace brings us back to wholeness one step, one piece at a time. As I was pondering this further, I realized in creation when God said, let there be light, it changed the chaotic nothingness that was hovering over the earth. And when Jesus was born, the angels heralded there's peace on earth. When Jesus was preparing his disciples with some of his last words before the cross, he told them, my peace, I leave with you. And in Isaiah 54, 3, it tells us that on the cross, the, pr- the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. And in Revelation 21, 4, we're told he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And it shows a God who has a plan for our peace, a plan for our wholeness. And this is why I love that we're doing a podcast about human trafficking and freedom. And yet we're just getting personal. We're talking about our stories, our wholeness. So again, thank you, Patsy, for being vulnerable. Thank you for your testimony. And together we just say, do it again, God. I would also like to invite you to search up the other prayer podcasts from this year alone. They're all different and they'll lead you to continue to pray for this in different ways. But whatever you do, don't stop going after this freedom, this wholeness for you and for others. The world needs it and it needs you. So pause the podcast and thank God for his peace. Ask him to surround you with his peace right now where you are. Ask him to open your eyes to the power of his peace working in your lives and in this world. Now in this space, as you take a breath, ask God what he wants you to speak out. Does he have a prayer for you or a song for you personally? 
or freedom for the world or both. Let's not limit this almighty yet personally present God. He can still speak worlds into existence. So however you need him to change this one, your one, he can. Welcome back. Patsy, I'd just like to invite you to give any final thoughts to what I just shared or how Holy Spirit is leading or highlighting. Thanks, Ruth. Um, Yeah, I think I would just like to close us in a prayer. Great. Thank you, Father God, for being Elroy, the God who sees each one of us. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. You've provided us salvation, freedom, restoration, hope, and so much more. God, I pray that you will be the God who sees and the God who provides for each woman and child who are waiting to be rescued from the reality of human trafficking. And I pray that as the Prince of Peace that Ruth talked about, you would bring wholeness to their hearts and minds. And I just ask this in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Patsy, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for joining us, for glancing on the darkness, but gazing on the one who was and is and always will be the answer to all we will ever need, including this awful darkness. But we know darkness doesn't get to win. And as always, I'll be leaving this podcast to worship. I'm going to worship to Jesus It Is You by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and Same God by Elevation Worships, because I know when we worship, God fights. So thank you for believing that your steps matter, your prayers carry weight and your God is fighting. Thank you for listening and let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. So until next time, keep living in your story, opening your eyes and ears to God's version of your story and testify. Because if you do this, You'll see some breakthrough and together we can say do it again, God. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.